This is Dune Talk, a DuneNewsNet.com production. Join us now for the latest Dune news, reactions, and lively discussions. Hey everyone, we are back with a new Dune Talk. If this is the first time you're tuning in, know that this is the official show of DuneNewsNet.com. If it's Dune, we'll hear all about it here with us. News, reviews, and interviews. Whether it's updates on the filming of Dune Part 2 or casting news for the upcoming Dune the Sisterhood TV series, we've got it covered. Today, we're discussing the movie, of course, and there's been tons of TV news. It's actually been a moment since we last talked, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the others' reactions. This is Marcus, your editor at DuneNewsNet.com, and I'm here today with the full Dune Talk crew. Hey everybody, it's Garen. It's great to be back. I'm excited to have a good discussion today. And it was really great to be at the FanX Comic Convention in Salt Lake City a couple of weeks ago with the guys. And it was just great to meet a lot of, of fun fans and have great discussions. And the panels were just really enjoyable. So glad to be back. Yes, it's been a too long of a layoff uh, in some ways, but definitely some good excuses not to, to be around. <laughs> Uh, including that awesome trip to Salt Lake City that I got to see plenty of pictures from. Um, it looked like it was a great experience. So I'm really glad that the fellows here got to go and, and have that. Uh, I'll be there next time or we'll come up with something. Uh, but uh, that's awesome. And I'm really glad some of the fans got to meet up and, and hang out there as well. And in the meantime, and since then, and probably before then as well, we've got some interesting news, especially related to the the screen side of things, both film and television. So I'm excited to kind of break that down a little bit today. Yeah, definitely. Simon here. Uh, really excited to meet all the fans that we got a chance. Johnny, I still have a like a little gift, a parting gift I have to mail to you next week. But it it's been a it's been a minute since we recorded. So I'm I'm excited to talk some Dune. I get to talk a little bit of Dune at work, but like the other day I had to introduce myself to a new coworker. I was like, hi, I have pugs. I do a podcast about giant space worms, you know, <laughs> but that's about it. So yeah, let's talk some Dune. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, before we get into today's topics, I definitely want to echo that shout out to, to all of us uh, joining us today after last month's uh, Fanex. Uh, yeah, really a pleasure meeting all of you at the panels and our booth. Um, and yeah, looking forward to keeping you informed on everything Dune. So with all that said, uh, let's go ahead and dive in. As usual, we're going to start today with some movie news. Dune movie news. Yes, it's hard to believe. Summer of 2022 has already come and gone, and it was indeed a summer of Dune. Uh, following the first shoot uh, back in early July, we saw that full-on production started in Budapest, Hungary, was uh, later that month, and uh, pretty much the, the full cast. They arrived at various times. Um, everyone was present at one point or another uh, to meet Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, and, and all the others. And this should really not be understated. Filming was taking place there at a massive scale. During some periods, up to four units were working in parallel. In fact, in September, it was reported that production had expanded to other Hungary locations, um, in addition to those huge sets that we've seen photos of at uh, Erigo Studios. Um, in the first uh, half of October, after almost 12 weeks, filming has wrapped up in Hungary, so we've had the confirmation that the, the cast and crew have left. And the next stop for many of them is um, the deserts of Jordan and the United Arab Emirates. There have been like various reports about how long they're gonna be staying in uh, Wadi Rum and Liwa deserts respectively. However, there's uh, gonna be extensive shooting planned there. We're talking probably between one and two months uh, over there. Uh, Simon, there's there's been so much exciting updates recently, almost too many to list. What's your movie related Dune highlight from this summer? Well, first of all, like you said, summer's already gone. We're going to be in Halloween in a couple of weeks, um, which is my favorite time of the year, spooky time. But it's crazy to know that we've seen pictures of the cast, but we haven't seen any production pictures, really. And my first reaction, you know, there was an interview with Chalamet talking about Florence Pugh finishing her shot, and apparently she wanted more screen time. And Denis was like, nope, I don't need you in the desert. So that means they've shot the final, I guess, spoiler, but the final duel between Faye and Paul and no production stills, no real picture of Austin Butler, hair, no hair, Mohawk, no Mohawk. 
It's like, it's killing me. And like me and Garen were talking for a while at the con, like, what are we going to do with another spoiler? I guess Paul's little sister, like, we don't even know how they're going to handle that. So it's, it's a big mystery. And it gets me so excited that that stuff is already shot. And we know it's, you know, in old film terms, it's in the can. So we, I can't wait to see Denise magic and Joe Walker and Patrice and everyone's magic. We're, we're so close, but so far. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is strange that time does seem like it's flying by. And I know, uh, as you mentioned, Halloween is like right around the corner and uh, based on some news that we'll talk about later in the show, uh, we're get com- coming up on the one year until June part two actually is released. So uh, that's not very far off. So I'm wondering, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hope- hopefully uh, kind of counting on maybe they'll do something f- for the one year perhaps. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows when we're going to see any anything really official outside of that one clapperboard picture we got when they really first started production. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I like that they are so secretive because it just makes, like, I think it builds the anticipation so much. But it is cool when, of course, they have a little bit of a teasing here and there and they have that kind of engagement with the fans online. So um, it is it is crazy to think that everything that we're going to see with Florence Pugh, with Austin Butler, two huge names coming into the, to the film in this world, it's already done, essentially. I mean, I'm sure they may have some sort of pickups or, or additional photography next year, but you know, their principal stuff is completely finished and that presumably, and we don't know what the last scene in the movie is really going to be. We don't know what the last shot's going to be, how, if it'll differ from the book at all or how that's all going to be staged, but it's possible that's all, all said and done and now they just have to go some, do some some desert stuff, which I'm sure will pretty much be different scenes and sequences that happen throughout the film because um, we know that when in the part one ended, Jessica and Paul were in the desert with the Fremen um, and there's plenty of sand where that came from. So I, I'm really looking forward to all that. And I think that I'm, you know, when they're on set and they're in the studio, they don't really post anything or like share anything because they know like, okay, there's all this different stuff around that we're not supposed to show or talk about. So we're not going to do that. Um, but last time, of course, as, as some fans will remember, I'm sure when Josh Brolin, um, when Rebecca Ferguson, Timothy Chalamet, when they were out in the desert for shooting part one, they did post a lot of stuff of just maybe not from the film necessarily, but just being out there, um, you know, in the desert, under the stars, in in these huge, massive canyons and, and like cathedral like rock uh, formations. So uh, I'm sure we'll get plenty of that between Wadi Rum, between uh, United Arab Emirates. I'm excited to get just a little bit of a taste and, and just feel kind of that excitement um, that I'm sure like Zendaya and uh, Chalamet and them will, will no doubt be feeling. Um, and there's, as again, fans of the book know, there's some pretty epic, major, significant scenes that are going to happen. And I'm sure they're going to be shooting on location in the desert. So um, some of the best, at least for the production side of things, are still to come. And I'm sure Villeneuve is getting, I'm sure he's probably a little bit nervous, but I'm sure he's just getting very excited as well about how he's going to finally realize and manifest these different visions and dreams that he's been having. You know, sorry, Garen, to interrupt. I know it's your turn, but I just realized something. Christopher Walken is probably done also. Yeah, I think it was mentioned he might have been spotted around Budapest, but I didn't. I never saw any pictures of him, and there was nothing ever like posted officially. At least that I saw. So, yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, I, I like everything you guys have said. I, I think the thought that comes to my mind is we really don't know the script. We know the story, you guys, but we don't know the script, and so. You know, if you look at part one and some of the creative decision making that was made there, which which now I'm I'm just totally on board with, um, it may not be quite in the sequence that we think. Uh, I, I hope it's close, just because Villeneuve has really uh, aligned his his story with with Frank Herbert's book in in most every way. But um, yeah, it's a surreal experience to be thinking about it all the time, even when part one was being shot. You know, I, I just kept in the moment when I was seeing the actors posting things in Budapest and, and in the desert, I, I just kept thinking, you know, how is this going to come together? And, and so I, I'm, I'm with you guys, knowing that everything's been shot in Budapest, um, there will be pickups, of course, but it's weird to think that that's, that's done because those are such epic, critical parts of the story and the plot. 
and and now we go to the desert and 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 they shoot all the desert scenes which again is going to be on, a, on an epic scale much much more than part one so i don't know it's just the it's it's the strange process of filmmaking right and i i don't profess to be any sort of an expert in that i have had some experience and um, it's it's a really convoluted process, and so that's the genius of having a director like like Villeneuve because he has that in his mind. He has this complete picture, and then he coordinates the symphony of people to create it. But you know, I, I will say I was I was actually listening to the to Hans Zimmer's soundtrack today during lunch, and uh, I was kind of thinking, you know, it's it's sad that there's really not going to be an Oscar Isaac or a Jason Momoa this time around. And I just, there was kind of a moment of like, wow, this is going to be different because you get kind of attached to these, to these actors. However, there's a lot of new great actors that are going to add a lot more to it. So it's just an interesting process to follow. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> um, real quick to, to Garen's point, because I think he, I like how he kind of framed that um talking about actors that are returning someone else i wanted to mention because we got a not a significant quote but it was nice to to hear her talk about it. charlotte rampling um was interviewed recently as well and she said outright that she had finished everything for dune part two um and uh of course again fans of the book are going to be pretty excited about that i'm sure to see her return um but she just mentioned you know how Denis is such a visionary he's so like wonderful and sweet like as a person like he's so like affable and then She's like, I don't understand how he's able to be like that and then also still manage all the weight and all the power that comes with like making these movies and and still being so humble and like working so well with all of his actors. Um, so it's fun to think about like the scene she might be in. And then also, as Garen was saying, like, you know, it is a lot to take on, but uh, it, it's going to be, yeah, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Like, it's going to be a different type of movie. We are going to have familiar faces, but we are also going to see some absences from part one because of what happens with certain characters. And then of course, new folks being introduced. So yeah, it's just a lot. It's like, I try not to think about it so much, but it is definitely something that's like that excitement's always brewing under the surface as a, as a Dune nerd. Yeah. Like the boys were saying, especially you, Jaren, talking about Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa. I, on YouTube randomly, it showed me that little clip when Oscar Isaac's talking to Timothy, you know, by the cemetery. And I'm like, Oh, we don't have any Alito in this movie. Like, and he was such an important part of the first part. Like, I know his screen time wasn't as big as other actors, but I'm like, he made that movie also. But then you think, you know, you got people like Christopher Walken, Austin Butler, that after watching Elvis, I will say, give that man an Oscar. Uh, but like, it's going to be kind of a mystery. It's kind of like going back to school and having new classmates but yet having some classmates that you know like <laughs> so it'll, it'll be interesting. yeah it's a great metaphor thanks i just came up with it um but like we say all the time in denis we trust and like when i heard that comment also from charlotte i was like yep that sounds like the denis that we all fall in love and hear him talk about filmmaking yeah, and the, the fact that both both those uh, those actors, uh, Rampling and Pooh, have, have confirmed that they've they've wrapped wrapped filming. I mean, that just has my imagination running wild because, as as we touched on, we know in the book that both of their characters are present in that very final scene, right? So does that mean they have filmed that that whole scene? Like, uh, you know, probably, right? Because they they've they've been uh, they've been in production there for for 12, uh, 12 weeks. But uh, yeah, as we've been discussing in the previous shows, it's it's likely that Villeneuve will have uh, you know his own unique way of closing the film. You know, I don't think it's going to be exactly like how it was was in the book. And like I can imagine him potentially tying that into the the future movies. You know, like Dune Messiah, like connecting in, the, in that way. I just yeah, I can't stop thinking about those, those possibilities. <laughs> I I just came up with an amazing scene to end the movie, very much like the book ends, but you actually see Paul and Erlon's wedding. And then, that <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting all choked up about it. Uh, that famous <laughs> line that Jessica tells Johnny at the end, yeah. that would be a great shot. That would be great. I don't want to spoil true. it for people that haven't <laughs> read the book, but I think that would be like, ooh, just getting goosebumps. Yeah. No, that's, sorry. that's that, that would be, yeah. I, I just love that. Yeah. Because uh, also to Garen's point, this was another quote. I can't remember how recent this one was. We might have talked about it 
in a previous episode, but Javier Bardem mentioned that, you know, he he's read the script, of course, and now he's been he's probably already done a lot a lot of scenes. Um, but he just mentioned that he loves the book, he knows the story, and he knows fans know the story, but they don't know, as we were pointing out, the script. They don't know how the changes have been realized. And he and he even said in that interview that he was really surprised by how certain things were structured or staged and and changed. And so I think there's a lot of excitement in the drama of that, of course, as a movie fan um, and a fan of Dune in general. So um, yeah, really looking forward to that. And also talking about expectations or changes in, in part one versus part two. I don't know if we're going to mention this later on, but Timothy has been, um, been promoting his new film, Bones and All. Uh, and he was mentioning, of course, that's kind of like a horror film, like a, a cannibal film. And he was just alluding to the fact and saying that there's going to be more blood in Dune Part 2. At least that's the plan. Um, and we'll see how much blood, uh, how bloody Paul and uh, maybe some other characters can get. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think this, it's going to be so spectacular if they do it right and uh I certainly have a lot of faith that they will so I think it's going to blow I mean people that love the first part I think they're just their minds are going to be blown I've said that over and over again by how different and how much better I think potentially part two can be yeah I think that's that's so exciting I just just the point I was saying before like about potentially Villeneuve foreshadowing a lot about what's going to happen in the in Dune Messiah and in, in the next film that hopefully he, he creates so that's yeah just 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 so much to think about there's one more key piece of movie news before we move into our next segment, namely the Dune Part 2 release date. Yes, it actually did change for the second time, but this time it's moving earlier. So uh, the premiere has shifted forward uh, two weeks from November 17, 2023 to November 3rd, 2023. And that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, you know, given how crowded the former weekend was, there was the Hunger Games prequel, there was Trolls 3, both being released on that same original day. And meanwhile, early November is pretty much clear from other major properties. Um, Johnny, how, how significant do you think this change will be for the movie's box office success? Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure like how significant of a change it's going to make. I mean, obviously, before, as you just said, there was that stacked weekend that Dune was a part of. I was always working under the assumption that someone was going to move. And so and one of the I thought either Dune or Hunger Games. So I just assumed that one of them is going to move whoever stays, they're going to have a good release date and probably wherever the other one moves to is also going to have a decent release date because there was room around that area. Um, and really, this was all precipitated um, by Blade, the Marvel Studios, the MCU film being delayed almost a full year, basically, to 2024. It originally had that November 3rd date and they've had production issues. They've had to delay things. So as soon as within the same day, Blade was delayed. And then we also had uh, later that night, basically that evening, it was announced that Dune Warner Brothers was moving it up two weeks to that that same date. So I think it's I think that's great that they already they were ready. They obviously had that those wheels turning and were looking at what their options were. So I'm glad they were like thinking ahead in that regard. And I think, as you mentioned, it is very wide open. Um, I tweeted about this and I'll just kind of rephrase what I said um prior to dune on november 3rd for the preceding four weeks essentially at least as of now before other movies move in perhaps there's basically no big releases um or at least big blockbuster releases it's october so of course there's some horror films there's like a saw movie coming out those sorts of things which will do well no doubt but um there's not like a big four quadrant kind of imax movie um so that's good because it doesn't have something leading into it as competition it'll dominate opening weekend there's really nothing else there's nothing dated on that weekend at the moment um so i imagine you know the first movie opened to 40 million we could be looking at closer to like 75 80s 90s maybe that would be amazing um of course it's gonna have all the imax screens dolby 3d maybe those sorts of formats and then that following two weeks as of now at least there's nothing. I mean, there's really nothing at all. Um, in November, it's after all the awards festivals have happened. So like some of that hype is dying down. Some of the wheels are turning to look at like the awards narrative. And of course, I'm always going to factor that in because I'm, I'm a nerd for that kind of stuff. But um, so in that way, kind of Dune kind of gives it gets its own month in a lot of ways. I'm sure there will be some award season releases like contenders releasing in November. But it's obviously going to be the biggest of any of those movies um, that are going to be competing like for the Oscars. So I think that's great. And then, yeah, that following two weeks as of now could dominate all those different formats we mentioned. 
and then Hunger Games will come out. And of course, that will become probably the number one movie that weekend and everything. But um, the, the other thing I mentioned or was thinking about or two things was that it's still going to get a boost. Previously, um, you know, we talked about or mentioned that it's coming out like the week before Thanksgiving. Now that's no longer the case. Of course, that Thanksgiving corridor is very like lucrative. And so any big movies out around that time get an extra boost to their like box office from families. Uh, Dune, even though it'll be out for about three weeks at that point, it's still gonna it's still gonna get a bump. So that it'll benefit from that in that way. And that'll go all the way through to, to like Christmas even. Um, it will still be in theaters by that point. So um, I still like that that'll have, they'll have that advantage. And then the last thing I was gonna mention is from my point of view and my own kind of sanity, I guess, in some ways as a fan, two weeks is just enough of a, a move forward that I'm excited and like, oh, we're going to, we don't have to wait an extra 14 days to see Dune part two, obviously. Um, but it's not so much of a bump up that I'm like, oh God, are they going to be like cutting it close with the VFX? Are they going to have to like kind of rush some different elements of it? Is the editing going to be maybe getting kind of weird towards the end? I think two weeks is mar more marginal than like a month. You know what I mean? So um, it's a it's a bit of a boost and we don't really, I think, lose anything in the process. So I, I really like this move all around. I think it's really nothing but positive. Um, and obviously it's so far away, it's, it's kind of hard to analyze it that deeply as I just did. But um, I think I'm just getting more and more excited realizing that, as I said, we're coming right up to the one year um marker and we'll then we'll be under a year until dune part two so it's just really flown, flown by i think as we mentioned the time between last year and now but uh yeah like i i think it really is noteworthy how quickly warner brothers uh pictures took that decision you know always they, they were probably anticipating that there were going to be, become some changes but like you know another studio makes a change and then you like react in the, in the, in the same day like they were they were definitely right on on the ball um for that and and at least to, to me that this indicates that they're confident about the production timelines right because you wouldn't even think about moving a move, movie forward if you know they, they thought okay like things aren't going as entirely up schedule you know as much as i want to see the new blade movie and i love the wesley snipes movies i'm okay give me <laughs> dune first you know like today i i was around the house just listening to that iron maiden song and i was like holy crap in less like a little bit more than a year we're gonna get part two like in a year from now we'll be in full part two mode like we'll probably be breaking down like a couple tv spots and all that but i'm like it's happening like the two weeks like johnny said is not a big deal but it's a big enough deal which gets me excited and if warner brothers said hey at least a year before you know they're even done with production saying we we think it's good enough that we're going to move it forward so in Denis they really trust in the production I think they're they're seeing dailies they're seeing footage or something being like okay we trust you guys you know and let's not forget how much Dune made but that was in the hype of COVID also with HBO Max so I'm thinking this is going to be like Shia Hulu numbers I think it's going to be like epic numbers when people and the word of mouth since part one has come out just even under a year ago, more and more people are familiar with Dune, you know. Mm -hmm. They're calling the big one. <laughs> um, well, let me push back on this just for a second, because I was a little bit confused. Why would you move the movie back or up, however you choose to describe it, two weeks? Because it has its theatrical run for 45 days. So that puts you sort of as you're approaching the lucrative holiday time period, don't you want to land on the holiday with theatrical uh, play? I, that confused me. Why would you move it up and miss that? Because by, by the time Christmas and New Year's is here, it will, uh, it will be streaming by that point. Yeah, because I think Johnny will agree with me. There'll probably be some more kid-friendly movies like disney will probably put out some kind of animation thing maybe avatar i guess three at that point because those movies will already get those numbers so in a way you're saving your audience and getting them first before they have so many choices i mean garen makes a good point like there's i'm following the logic obviously that garen is like putting out there um, I think the like how I would explain that or like the logic I would follow, it would be, yes, the holiday is a big boost, obviously, but that 
that's just one like weekend ultimately or like week corridor where people are like visiting their families they want to go out kids are off of school that sort of thing and if kids are off of school they might be going to see hunger games or they might be going to see trolls um i think to me the holiday is great and like i said it'll still get a little bit of a boost but i think having the wide open field that it has right now to like stretch its legs for two whole weeks um and we're we also have to think about overseas as well not every Thanksgiving is only in the U.S. at that time, to my knowledge. So like that is a little bit different compared to like a Christmas window where Warner Brothers right now, and this could change, but as of now, they have Wonka coming out like the week before Christmas. And then they have Aquaman 2 coming out on Christmas. So they're trying to, they look like they're really trying to take advantage of it for those two films. Wonka, which it's a known property, obviously, but it's an original story, it seems like. So they're trying to get I think they're going to need that a little bit more than Dune would need. And Aquaman, the last one made a billion dollars. I'm sure this one's probably going to make a billion or be close to it. So um, they really want to like saddle up their money bags for that one. I think Dune is one where you don't need that. And it also, I think it's not as like, it's not as much of a popcorn movie. I think we can all admit compared to like an Aquaman um, or, or a Marvel movie, for example. So um, I can see, I see what, what Garen's saying, that that's totally a valid point, but I also see kind of the other side of it. And so it'll be interesting at 45 day window, I presume that's still going to be in effect to some degree. Um, but even if, well, actually, I don't know. I think Zaslav might've said that they weren't going to do that anymore. Cause he's very much like pushing back on that. Um, and like boosting theatrical versus like kind of weighing down HBO max. So maybe that won't necessarily even be the case, but I think even if it did go, at like 45 days, 50 days to HBO Max, it would still be in theaters. So you'll still get some sort of kind of uh, residuals off that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure many more things will shift before we get back to that. Um, and also going off of Garen's point um, onto like another thing I was thinking about just to kind of like put things in perspective. It's weird to think that like as we were talking about summer's over and like Halloween's right around the corner. It feels like uh, summer just started and like it was so warm and hot. We're all like going on vacations and stuff. And now it's like getting cold, at least where I'm at. And it's like, uh, it's that time of year. And by the time things warm up again and we all come out of our caves, we're probably gonna have our first look at Dune part two and maybe even a trailer by March, April. So um, just funny to think about like how quickly things are gonna be shifting like over the next six months or so as marketing kind of and it first looks and everything kind of open up. And I think- um, I think Simon pointed this out. Um, it's totally accurate that Dune has only gotten bigger since the movie came out. I think uh, we were talking about previously. I was I was tweeting about its home sales, home media sales on Blu-ray and 4K, like our top three, top five for the entire year, um, and that's up there with like Spider-Man and Batman, those sorts of things, Doctor Strange. Um, so movies that were huge at the box office and then of course like digital sales rentals hbo max performance those sorts of things i think people are just becoming more and more aware and then of course when you're adding those stars we were talking about florence Pugh, austin butler christopher walken i think yeah the potential is is big i think for this movie to blow up much bigger than the first one and uh i'm just really excited to see that and just to have more fans to like go see the movie with and like talk about it with online or in person like everything else i think that's just that's the best part for me so and hey doesn't hurt if people more people want to watch the show or go to the website that helps too <laughs> you know marcus knows this because he was sitting right next to me but on our flight to utah dune was actually one of the movies that you could watch on the plane i was like okay and then on the way home, it was Elvis. So I guess in a way, you lose Dune, but you get a little bit of Faye preview. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a lot of exciting news. And we have uh, even more um, news to follow in our, uh, I would say, our main segment for today. So let's actually jump to TV news. Dune TV News. Yes, it's been a long time coming, uh, knowing Dune the Sisterhood was originally greenlit in 2019, uh, but we have casting news. Uh, at the beginning of October, it was announced that Emily Watson and Shirley Henderson uh, will be leading the cast of the upcoming TV series. And this is gonna be focusing on the origins of the Bene Gesserit Sisterhood. So these uh, two actors are portraying uh, Valia Harkonnen and Tula Harkonnen respectively. And in the reports, uh, they were described as 
the formidable Harkonnen sisters who have risen to power in the sisterhood, a secret organization of women who will go on to become the Bene Gesserit. So we're talking about the, the origins uh, here. Then just one week later, uh, we got another name, Indira Farma. She's known for many TV roles, including Game of Thrones and appeared most recently in the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries. Her character is Empress Natalia. We also got a description for her, a formidable royal who united thousands of worlds in her marriage to Emperor Carino. We'll be touching on the significance of this character's presence a bit later in, in the show. Uh, but first of all, uh, reactions, starting with Garen for this time. What do you think about um, these three new newly announced cast members? Yeah, um, Shirley Henderson, I, I wasn't as familiar with, uh, although I've now kind of gotten up to speed on what she's been in. But Emily Watson uh, has an incredible filmography. I like I like the caliber of, of actresses that they're pulling into this because just, you know, with the success of uh, Rings of Power, I, I, really, I really want this to be that kind of a touchstone experience for fans because the vast time scale of Dune is, 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 is in the realm of, of Lord of the Rings. And so I, I really think bringing in actors, actresses that really have the chops to do this right and, and not only to create characters that we love about, not just, not just you know, shallow figures that represent some ancestor or some you know, person thousands of years before the story that I love so much, but instead to create these, these, uh, these Bene Gesserit women leaders that I care about, that I really can become attached to. And I wanna know, you know what their experience and what the, what the plot evolution is for these. So, I just I like that we're seeing actors with with you know formidable experience being being cast for this. I just I really want this to be done right because you've got you've got a lot on the line for this. You you've got uh, you know the most uh, popular science fiction book of all time. You've got a series that's revered in in the realm of science fiction, and now you're going to do the backstory. You're going to do the uh, you know the the evolution of how it all came to be thousands of years before and, and and I just want them to to have it be as interesting and compelling as the the main uh, uh storyline that I like so much I mean I'm gonna be honest like the casting uh, I'm kind of I've said this from the beginning I'm glad they're not going with someone like Uma Thurman or you know a big big name because then we would obviously be like well she's going to be the main Benny Gesserit we know everything's going to happen with her so I'm the more I hear about this casting and the only actresses that I'm familiar were the one that was in Harry Potter and I'm, I'm forgetting her name right now, which is another Warner Brothers connection like we were talking previously on the show and the actress that was on Kenobi I don't hate me internet but I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I know I should watch game the uh, House of Dragons or Game of Dragons whatever it's called, but I. I really love that, like what Garen was saying, this is the origin. This is level one. This is the ground like of the beginning of Dune. This is thousands of years before Paul, even Leto, before, you know, the Baron. So we're going to get to see an origin story. And I love that it's not really based on the novel, what it sounds like, but it's going to be its own thing. So it's going to be kind of like a mystery every week or whenever it comes out, because as fans, we're not going to be very much like part two, which, you know, I'm super excited about, but part two, we know that it's going to hit certain keys, like, okay, we're going to get this, we're going to get that, same with Messiah, even if Denis changes around, with the sisterhood, I think it's going to be a mystery every week, you know, especially if you avoid like Reddit or anything like that, it'll be very much a new experience every week, and as student fans, we really don't get that opportunity anymore. You know, like there are books that are coming out right now. Like there's one about Paul, but we know it's about that year before he went to Arrakis. So we know there's certain key points, but this, this is a big question mark in my head. You know, when I think about this, I think about the Mario question mark, like cube and being like, what am I going to get? And yet I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to the show. Um, I'm a little, not like skeptical, but I am 
like anxious just because I don't know how it's going to compare to the movies, of course, which I I love part one and I have all the faith in the world in part two and Dune Messiah, I think, has huge potential, um, especially because the, the book, I mean, the first two movies that we're getting are based off the original classic revered legendary novel. Um, and then Dune Messiah is also written by Frank Herbert. That is a great um, piece of literature as well. And so I just don't know when it when we're dealing with new material um, or even uh, what a lot of fans would say is a prequel, quote unquote, material, uh, Brian Herbert material, perhaps they they do get less excited about that. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs of like th what all that means, um, but I I do have faith in HBO's ability to make really good TV shows. And I also have faith in, um, you know, some of the names that have been attached to the show thus far. Um, Johan uh, Rensk, I believe. I don't want to mispronounce that. I'm sure I did. Uh, he's directing the first two episodes. He's an incredibly talented director uh, and filmmaker. Um, and also, uh, I know that the writer's room has had some some good talent in there as well. I'm sure it's been kind of shifting around, but um, I know that they have had uh, some interesting reading material as well. I noticed I saw someone tweeting about that the other day, which gives me hope um, that they have some inspired decisions there. And then, um, you know, going back to HBO, at the very least, the show should have great production, like value, like it should look great. It should sound great. Um, and now that we have, and this, this gets me more excited, now that we have actual names and faces um, that we can put to the show and that we know have talent and are, you know, reliable performers, um, that it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable because not only do we know that at least we can't speak to the writing the performances have a lot of potential and they can be strong and they can elevate writing a lot of times right um and not only that but if you have talented performers that read a script or they read scripts or they get a kind of a, a pitch or something and they decide okay yeah i'm going to commit potentially years of my life to making this um that makes me feel more optimistic and like okay like maybe there's something here and then of course uh you know uh i think it's a little too it's not too far out because there's other news we we're talking to talk about in a minute i think that just kind of we know that this is coming up around the corner but it's a ways away still we haven't seen anything from the show yet um so there's a lot of unknowns and a lot a lot yet to find out and so my feelings i'm sure are going to change but it's mostly excitement um because if it hits it's going to be awesome um and uh i would love to have a dune show to tune into every week for like two months two and a half months or something and have that discussion have that dialogue and potentially i mean look at how huge house of the dragon is right now obviously that's coming off of the heels of um game of thrones the biggest show of all time and um you know hbo has uh, the last of us coming out next year which is going to be probably just as big of a hit or close to it um this could be hbo's like next big thing like especially in like the more genre-based realm um I, I think if House of the Dragons, their fantasy show, Last of Us is like their zombie, like horror survival show. Dune could be their uh, sci-fi political, also like political leanings like Game of Thrones. So I think there's a lot of potential. It's just, can we realize that? And so I'm just really excited that this is all happening. More names are involved. More news is happening frequently. Um, but I'm just crossing my fingers and, and hoping that it's it's uh, going to be worthwhile. Yeah, and when it comes to news about the the show that's not all it's not just a casting we, we now have confirmation that dune the sisterhood will start filming soon and soon literally means next month this 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 november uh first location is going to be budapest hungary where as we talked about earlier that's where uh dune part two the movie has just wrapped up its production and um the tv show is also expected to head to ireland and we first discussed those rumors many months ago before the summer and those have since been confirmed by uh, production weekly uh, we don't have any dates for Ireland, so that will probably be communicated later. But let's just take a step back for a moment. How amazing is it to realize that there's both a Dune movie and a Dune TV show that's filming at the same time? You know, different parts of the world, but basically, you know, happening concurrently. I mean, that, that's a dream come true for, for me, definitely. Um, yeah, so I want to want to hear from, uh, from, from all, all of you. Um, knowing that there's not yet a release date for, for this TV series, uh, let's do a quick round, round, round table, like brief answers on these two questions. When do you expect that we'll see this TV show? Uh, that's the first question. And two, 
are you personally more excited about Dune Part 2 or Dune the Sisterhood? Uh, let's throw it to Simon first. Uh, March 2024 uh, <laughs> and Dune Part 2. Why March? Because like we were saying, Dune Part 2 comes out in November, gives it time for the theatrical release, the streaming. I bet you it comes out like the week before or like very close to the home release if Warner Brothers has any marketing brains, and I'm sure they do. Yeah, I can't argue with that release date. That's <laughs> well thought out and very strategic. So um, <laughs> let's say they run into some uh, production issues. So it's later in the fall. I don't know. Um, <laughs> am I more excited about The Sisterhood than, than Dune Part 2? Clearly, I'm not. But I am really excited about The Sisterhood because like Johnny was saying, suspend your disbelief for a minute and imagine a world that the sisterhood really becomes the next big pillar series like Game of Thrones. And on top of that, you've got the movies who, and we're gonna continue on and get Messiah. I'm just banking on it. I just think that world would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is amazing to think about. Um, and just so quickly, I mean, a, a year and change ago, people were like, Dune, what's that? You know, like it's becomes it's gotten such a strong foothold, I feel like, in pop culture. So, um, yes. And I would say, yeah, I think Simon's pretty much bang on there. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense because they still, yeah, production issues could happen, but they're just filming next month in November. I would imagine that's going to run through until early 2023, of course. And then you have to account for the movie. How is that going to fit in? We know it's coming out next November, but that run and then the home release, that's going to go through into early 2024. So I think it makes sense to give them, first off, give the show time to do everything they need to do in post-production, effects especially, um, and editing and all those sorts of things, pickups. Um, give them like a full year almost or more of time to get that ready. And then give the movie its time to shine award season Oscars are probably gonna be in like March or something next month or a couple of weeks later in April maybe they have Dune the Sisterhood arriving on HBO and they can promote that like while the movie is getting awards and stuff I mean that's yeah that's pretty pretty brilliant uh, if they can kind of follow that track so um I, I think that it makes sense though with with the at least the production time frame of the Sisterhood for it to be early early to um maybe the first third of 2024 potentially you know, something I was just thinking about, let's say we have, I don't know, four, salt, maybe five solid seasons, The Sisterhood. I hate quoting Zendaya, but this is only the beginning. What if we get a Mentech <laughs> shop? You know, we get different houses. Like, th this could really expand the Dune universe even more. So when Messiah comes out, people will be familiar with, you know, as I like to say, Frank Herbert, certain words like Mentat and you know, all that, because right now, if you tell someone, hey, there's a Mentat, they'll be like, huh, what? But if Sisterhood <laughs> does so well, we can get, like, different shows spinning off of those characters. And, you know, as I'm wearing a Captain America, well, sorry, Winter Soldier and the Falcon <laughs> shirt, it is very much what Marvel <laughs> does. They, you know, create side stories where you learn more about these characters. So, you know, I... I'm still excited more about Dune Part 2 because Dune Part 2 has been in my life more than the Sisterhood. <laughs> but I am super excited about the Sisterhood. Like, ask me, not in a year because we'll be so close to Part 2, <laughs> but ask me like a year and like some change. I'll be like, yeah, Sisterhood, awesome. And I honestly think we might get a Dune 2 trailer for the one-year release, like early November. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, real quick to Marcus, I didn't answer your second question. Yeah, Doom Part 2. I mean, obviously, I'm more excited for that. Uh, it's probably too too tough on Sisterhood to say that. But um, I think, I mean, just the Sisterhood, though, it is one of my most anticipated shows. Um, and I'm not as big into TV as I am into movies, of course. But um, there's a lot of big shows. And I've been anticipating that just as much as some others, like The Last of Us, for example. Um, I'm a huge fan of those games and this and that and, and Sisterhood and some others, especially for new shows, stuff that doesn't have pre-existing seasons or anything like that. Um, or, you know, House of the Dragon, it's a spinoff, right? Or a prequel. So that's kind of a its own tied in thing here. This is it's a first ever Dune show and it's not something that's based on Frank Herbert's books. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited. And I think that 
Um, again, potential is very high. Um, and as Simon was pointing out, hey, yeah, who knows? They could go and tell all sorts of stories in the Dune universe. I do get anxious about that even more uh, because I just, I can't stand like oversaturation and just like lazy storytelling and just popping stuff out to like have content on your streaming service and that sort of thing. And also um, Legendary, who is making all the Dune stuff, show and movies, they're supposedly breaking away from Warner Brothers and might be doing other stuff elsewhere. So, hey, maybe we might end up having shows and potentially a third movie or more movies with people that aren't Warner Brothers or at other studios and services and things like that. So that'll be another interesting thing to just think of and like down the road, especially. If the question had been, which is more important to, to the whole story fandom, and I would have said the sisterhood, and here's why. Because if the sisterhood, let's just imagine again, is extremely popular, that momentum, I believe, means we might get Children of Dune, we might get God Emperor, we might get these other movies, because it will, again, expand the fandom, it will expand the fan base, the expectation, and, and that's what the studios look at. They look at, you know, who is going to who's going to go pay to see these movies, and you know, it's not just the four of us, but if that if that pool of people expands, and I think Sisterhood has the potential to do that. Part two will even be more successful than part one. But I think if you can leverage the Sisterhood, this could be a long run for Dune fans. I was just going to say, if we get to God Emperor, I kind of want to put GoPros on people's like chairs. <laughs> have spoiling stuff. Or even Children of Dune, like the very end of Children of Dune what happens in that book and just uh, the, the non-Dune fan or non-sci-fi <laughs> fan just like you know the little family that's like oh cool we grew up watching Dune we'll go see you know Children of Dune cool oh <laughs> yeah um didn't expect that <laughs> to to Garen's point I think he makes a really valid uh remark there and that is we're just throwing spitballs all over the place here but just thinking out there um what if sisterhood is such a success for hbo such a hit and villeneuve years you know that say the sisterhood comes out in 2024 we might not get a dune messiah movie until 2027 2028 i mean who knows it's probably a ways away um but imagine he comes out and he makes that and then you know what if after that, we're talking years down the road, they decide, well, maybe we're not going to do a Children of Dune movie, but The Sisterhood was such a hit. Let's do a Children of Dune show, a limited series, or let's do like an anthology almost where we do a Children of Dune for 10 episodes, uh, a God of Dune for 10 episodes. Um, and you make that like a prestige event series for HBO, HBO or HBO Max or whomever uh, has rights at that time. I think that is also another window into getting an expanded in-depth down the line of Frank Herbert's work and his stories, but also still having that accessibility and that expanded kind of um, window for storytelling on a series rather than in the movies, which maybe Children of Dune and God, God Emperor of Dune aren't the most marketable as movies, or maybe wouldn't have the most box office success potentially as compared to the first couple of books. But I think there's still there's still worthwhile storytelling. And I think that uh, potentially a series could be even more suitable. Yeah, in interesting answers. And uh, I, I love those those last points, uh, Johnny. So let, let me close that round table. So I think we're pretty much all aligned on, on the first answer. So I pretty much expect, you know, that this is going to come out like uh, uh, Q1, Q2, 2024. I think it, it really doesn't make sense to do anything really before uh, Dune Part 2 comes out. You don't want to detract for that or confuse audiences uh, potentially, you know, because they're set in very different time periods. Um, but yeah, like offer that, like, you know, go, go full ahead and saying, you know, like you, you watch the movie and then now the TV series is, is coming out. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, regarding what I'm more excited for, I'm, I'm honestly torn on, on, on the answer to this. And like, it may surprise, uh, uh, you like, uh, so Dune, like Dune part one is easily my number one cinematic experience. If, even if I look back over the past uh, decade, uh, looking at the wider picture though, and I think, uh, Garen, you made a great point about this, looking at the, um, the impact of like series that like Game of Thrones have had on pop culture and like how, you know, it's, it's like an event, people are talking about it like every week in the office and, you know, you feel like you're part of, of, of something that's going on for like several months and being part of that 
that discussion, that that uh, community feeling. Uh, so I, I'm actually more excited about the prospects of a of a Dune TV series. Like obviously, like there's still some things that I'm concerned about, but yeah, like at, at this point, I'm I'm really more excited about the TV series. Not 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 to say that I'm not excited about Dune Part Two, not at all, but yeah, like uh, just putting that in in that perspective, and. That ties into our last topic for today. So we've we've had earlier com, uh, confirmation that Dune: The Sisterhood is going to be based off of the novel Sisterhood of Dune. Um, so that's written by Brian Herbert and Kevin Janderson. As we talked about before, these are the expanded uh, universe, the prequel novels, however you want to call it. Um, that book was first published in 2020, fell, uh, 2012, sorry, and it's the first in the Schools of Dune trilogy. So that's set 10,000 years before the events of Frank Herbert's original Dune novel. Um, like before the, the movies. And um, when we discussed the casting choices, uh, Indira Varmer's role stood out. So Empress Natalia is not mentioned in any of those books. So we're talking about an entirely original character here. Uh, likewise, Shirley Henderson's character, Tula Harkonnen, she barely appears in that first book. Like she, she's mentioned a couple of times about as being a younger sister, and that's it. But now we're seeing in, in these press releases that she's going to play one of the leads. So to me, this pretty much confirms that this is not going to be a direct adaptation, uh, but rather a reimagining, and they're going to take, you know, some of the key elements of, of that story. And, you know, like Simon was mentioning earlier on, this, this could be something completely new, like that's maybe based on an, on an overall themes. Um, Garen, what are your thoughts that this TV series potentially diverges from the source material? Yeah, Marcus, I'm kind of torn on this. Um probably just because I start to become uh, anxiety-ridden when I think they could stray really far from the themes and the original creation and ideas of, of Frank Herbert and, and then what, what his son Brian has, has carried on with. So, but, but one of you, I can't remember who it was earlier today, made a really great point, but it does also make, I think it was you, Simon, it, it is really exciting though to be able to, for them to have the freedom to explore and, and to, to extend the story in whatever direction they want. I think as long as it's very well managed and it's within the boundaries of the, the Dune universe, I, I think it could be really exciting and, and well done. And, and, and there really would be a lot of excitement and mystery every week, you know, what's gonna happen now? Where are they going now? And um, but I do get a little anxious. Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention uh, Rings of Power again because I was really nervous. I, I, I thought this could be a disaster or this could actually be really well done. And to me, it was very well done because it, it used the same parameters that J.R.R. Tolkien created. And, and even though there was a lot of you know, additional ideas and, and a lot of things that were added, I, I just, it's kind of a, a, a two-headed monster for me. It's like, it could be really well done, but it also gives them the ability to stray too far. I'm gonna go with Garen on the same way. Like, I don't want a shot-for-shot -shot remake of a book. That's what makes Denis Villeneuve's doing so amazing. Like I said earlier today, I was watching that scene with Paul and. Uh, Leto in the graveyard and that book that scene's not in the book but yet it does that little turn where you're like oh they know I wanted that but now I've seen that I want it but also it can turn the other way and make a bad u-turn and get really bad uh, I'll be honest I don't I have never read Sisterhood of Dune I'm gonna probably download the audiobook like maybe once we start production on it and just compare it but I'm, I'm just on for the ride. But you're right; it could become, and I don't want to use the word campy and make it super hoaxy. But I'm, I'm believing in. I want to say Warner Brothers right now because that's who has the licensing, or Legendary or whoever. But I'm sure Denis is also overviewing everything. You know, if you're familiar with the million Star Wars properties, it used to be George, now it's Dave Filoni. And I think Denis is becoming the Dave Filoni of the Dune world where he's going to oversee stuff and be like, you know, that doesn't work. What if we try this? So it's a big mystery right now, you know, and I'm hoping for the best. 
And I'm hoping, like you said, Marcus, it's also going to open so many possibilities. I, I, I'm not caught up on Ring of Power, you know, but I know some people had some nitpicks about it, but overall it sounds like people are loving it. But you don't want the same shot for shot as a book. Like as much as I love the X-Men, I would love a Dark Phoenix movie that's actually decent. But I don't want John Byrne, you know, panel by panel. I want something a little bit different that gets me intrigued as a fan being like, oh, didn't expect that. So it's a big mystery right now. One one quick thing I'll say, this will be like my last comment on the, the sisterhood for today, but it's something to think about um, that gives me a little bit of more comfort, I would say, in, in confidence. We know that Warner Brothers just went through a big sale and like kind of uh, restructuring and and maybe like what you call like a slaughter in a lot of ways um, creatively, um, especially through the streaming platform and HBO Max in general, which is actually going to be folded into something else next year, it seems like. Um, Dune sister, I mean, there are shows that just are not happening anymore at HBO Max and they are like, or they might still be happening, but they're like, we're not doing that here at HBO Max. You have to go and shop it somewhere else, take this somewhere else. We don't want anything to do with this. Um, the fact that they have stuck with the Sisterhood, which has not rolled a single uh, you know, millimeter of film yet. Um, I'm sure they're shooting digital, but you know what I mean? Um, it's. I think that does make me feel a little bit better that they they probably took a look at it. They probably looked at what's the progress in the writer's room. They probably talked to, you know, the showrunners, got an idea, their relationship with Legendary, sure, I'm something they're considering. And they said, okay, this makes sense for us to keep this. This actually, we're confident in this. We think that there is something here. Um, and they can grow it and they they can have a lot of potential and, and hopefully they will realize some of that. But um, I, I think the fact that it's staying at HBO does make me feel a lot better because and just HBO in general, I mean, they are the, the elite in television. Um, there are great shows at every, you know, a lot of the networks, a lot of the, the streaming services, but I think time and time again, we go back to HBO and we look at HBO and like, damn, they just continue to crank out home runs um, just so consistently and their batting average seems to be so much above everyone else's. So again, that, that's another thing that makes me feel that gives me maybe even the most confidence perhaps. So, um, yeah, I, I hear what everyone's saying and I feel also some of that timidness, but fingers crossed again, that it's going to be worthwhile and, and, uh, they'll, they'll kind of hit the mark. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, the, the points you brought up about being anxious about how they handle it. I think that's, that's definitely valued. I, I'm, I'm actually do have a lot of concerns about like, what if, you know, they, 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 make an original story, but it doesn't fit in with, with the with the themes of the original novel and the messages that Frank Herbert was trying to bring and, uh, you know, at, at least stick to, stick to um, what, what, what the fans would, would uh, appreciate. I mean, as mentioned, it, it could it could turn out really, really bad, right? That, that's, that's also a possibility, like, except for hopefully the production values. Um, but yeah, I think at, at the, end of the end of the day, it's, it's most important to have that, um, all, all these these people are involved. Uh, like Denis Villeneuve is is indeed one of the executive producers. Like he's he's not directing any episodes as far as we know. It's, that was communicated earlier. But there there are a lot of talented people involved. So we'll we'll have to see. And I think the Dune fans are are really discerning uh, crowd. Um, like you, you know, like we're, we're going to hold things to a to a really high standard. Uh, so I think when, once this show releases, it'll be clear what direction they're going on and whether this is uh, you know something that's going to be creating opportunities and being success in the future or whether it's going to be a failed experiment. But yeah, that, that definitely like really helpful for the, for the former. So with that said, um, that's a wrap for uh, for today. So it's uh, really exciting talking about uh, these latest uh, movie and TV updates. Exciting time uh, for Dune. Uh, let's go ahead and sign off. Uh, Simon Dowdy here. You can find me on social, sdowdy.com, um, sorry, sdowdy uh, on all the socials. Uh, super excited that we're starting to talk about Dune. And like we said, we can't believe that most of the filming is done. Give us that trailer. Give us an image. Give us anything. 
Absolutely. Uh, Johnny Stavchuk, once again, great to be back with the crew uh, discussing Dune. And it's been you know too long, as I said, but um, uh, we're looking forward to uh, more to come, of course, from both the Sisterhood, the movies and the expanded universe. So um, stay tuned and uh, very much appreciate you sticking with us and watching and supporting the show um, and the site. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Sobchuk, of course, and uh, you can hear all my ramblings about Dune and, and other items there. Uh, Garen Granada, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dune Companion. Um, just, just excited to be able to talk about this stuff uh, with the crew, and I just think there's a lot of really exciting stuff coming ahead. So join us on dunenewsnet.com for, for all the latest stuff, and and we're just trying to provide everything Dune for you as, as it comes out. Yeah, this is uh, Marcus Gabriel. You can find me writing on dunenewsnet.com uh, or at dunenewsnet on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, we're going to be continuing to covering all the, the TV news, the movie news. There's going to be more uh, gaming news, uh, probably more books and comics uh, coming up, a lot of stuff. And we also have a couple of special guests coming up on, um, on the next uh, show. So look forward to that as well. So until uh, next time, take care. We hope you've enjoyed Dune Talk. Remember to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you know when the next episode drops. Stay tuned to dunenewsnet.com and add us to your social feeds. Be the first to hear breaking news and reviews.